They're bad. They're boys. And occasionally, they talk about running. Yes, it's the Bad Boy Running Podcast with your hosts, Jody Rainsford and David Heller. Admit I was a clown to be messing around, but that doesn't mean that you have to leave town. Bye 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 because I mean, we've just not had any time at all. There's no bands, no. Oh, no let's see. What's the list? What's the list? What have you got to do today? Um, booze, band, easy, photog- photographer, oh. tables, yeah, all, uh, all, f- all food outside the main meal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> How long would it normally take you to plan a big party? I'm sure the David, I'm sure David Hellard can plan a party in 25 minutes flat. Normally, that's true. That's true. The big question on the way to the party. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just pick up a six pack of Fosters, eight pack of Fosters. (laughs) Fosters (laughs) going. Yeah, you go in there, buy the cheapest four cans of lager. What's the offer this time? Please be Cronenberg. Done. <laughs> Party ahead. Um, yeah, we've because we've um, we've just both been away and just been so busy. And there's an element of now. It's weird because we're all tech, we're both technically married. Like I've, I've probably mentioned before that Bruce doesn't really care about this this kind of wedding celebration anymore. And I was quite excited about it. Like, come on, yeah, it's gonna be great. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get her excited, and now. I'm exactly the same. I've just got, not got time. <laughs> like, uh, it's it's now just like a burden where you're looking at the, the like wedding bands now. So the wedding band pulled out of us, pulled out honours fairly last minute. Um, but when you think about it, like the price has gone up a lot. I think because the cost of fuel, cost of blah blah blah. So it's like four thousand pounds for a normal wedding band, and what? when you break down the numbers, you you're paying like forty pound a head for people to watch a covers band and you think we could be getting them into like some of my favourite artists we could take the whole of our wedding to go and see like Frank Turner or um, <laughs> whoever it may be that would be and a great idea <laughs> yeah yeah and it would be it would be far cheaper and um, <laughs> so yes yeah, it's just nuts actually for what is Four two grand. hours grand is that how much it costs that's yeah and they they seem it wasn't that but everyone's put up their prices since the cost of living um, crisis and so now you're like wow is is our you know is is my mum is Uncle Stephen are they going to love this band forty pounds worth like yeah they rather just have forty quid worth of alcohol of anything just hardcore drugs whatever just, it may uh... be. <laughs> Not have a band and everyone Just... takes hallucinogenics. <laughs> Pretend there's MTV a band. On. Yeah. Do you know what? I would love that. 
that would remind me of going to the boardwalk in the 90s where, you know, it used to be in clubs, they used to have like screens with shit playing on them. And it would be like... The boardwalk? Uh, what? In Manchester. Oh, it's an amazing, oh, that's the name of amazing a club. club. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. But it used to, that used to kind of like be a thing. They like they have music and then they have like big screens with like like various things on it. And so I don't know. It worked really well. Um, and I, I think it. You know, I I I I'd, I'd be happy for that again. I'd be happy anything that you get to recreate it. Hallucinogens and a big screen oh, so watch, with a load of meaningless nonsense. On the screens. <laughs> uh, well, you kind of it's there. Oh, amazing. It's there if you need it. You're there if you need it. If you need extra stimulation. If you need extra stimulation, yeah, exactly. But I think that's a good <laughs> idea. Well, well, I've um, I've been to a. Have you ever been to a testimonial? Um, what a testimonial meal, like um, yeah, celebrating yeah, so, the end of someone's career so or something like that. Yeah, was that only for last fo- night? Um, only for football. Only for football, like. Like for like Bri- ex Brighton players, players and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, like someone's testimonial meal and they have all the famous people down here and then all the scum somewhere else completely different, you know, allowed to look down on the well, we like, were right the in the back. We were the absolute yeah. scum. Yeah. <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I went to one for Andy Goode, who was a Saracens player, England rugby player, um, because uh, a friend had a spare table. Well, had spare yeah. seats on, on the table because it was booked two years ago for COVID. Um, it's five grand a table. Well, it's a, a testimonial, table. isn't it? Doesn't it all go to all go to them? I think yeah. they were doing well enough. They're doing. They're giving it all to them. Their mum's charity. Oh, um, okay. Which was very sweet because she she spoke for about twenty five minutes about the charity to a room full of people just wanting to booze and eat. And uh, <laughs> it's quite strange. Quite strange because you you normally like at the end of. When you sat at an informal dinner, there's normally a disco, isn't there? Or there's normally a something. But yeah. because the auctions take take so long, and people were bidding, you people were bidding twenty grand for stuff. Yeah, which was quite. I mean, fair play. Um, but they what went for twenty grand? You, what kind? What kind of stuff? What kind of stuff for twenty grand? What would you get for that? Is that like an experience or something? So, um, he would, Alex Good would come round your house with Francois Pinar and they'd cook for you and do the washing up. So it was mainly uh, like there was, then you for 20, you could win his top, which I think when Saracens won the European Cup, he carried on wearing the top and went on a three day bender and never washed it. Right. And so it was, yeah, which. It's and the the person in charge of the the auction was, I think a four. He used to be the director of uh, like the uh, of, of rugby at Sarries in a bar. Now it's Bath, and he's there like this is completely worthless. This <laughs> it's literally just an old rugby <laughs> top. But yeah, and people get caught up in the bidding. But then it's even all of that is is very insular because you've got fifty tables. And how many people are those tables actually going to bid anything? Oh, no, and, exactly. Uh, it's always the same three people. It's really just it? like the... T- yeah, exactly, yeah. And But they did quite a f- clever thing where everyone stood up and they said, sit down, £100 if you want your photo with the entire Saracens rugby, rugby team. 
um, and then £200 sit, and you sit down. And so everyone's standing there thinking, wow, it's quite fun standing here for a bit, right? You know, there's no danger of it going yet. And then uh, I got to about 1100 and thought, oh, it's thinning quite quickly now, each, each hundred. And they, there was, I think, 12 people left and they suddenly just went, congratulations, you've all won. And I think at that stage, people were thinking, there's going to be one winner. This is great. I'll just carry on until, and I'll quickly sit. And then all 12 were kind of trapped in this. You're now paying £300 for a picture. Uh, so this is why my voice may be slightly jaded today. Um, but what has been what has been happening on your side? You're you're well, not running, I, are you? You may have no, no, had another incident. Well, do you know what I was about to say? I've been to awards ceremony as well. Well, a, a ceremony and stuff for uh, for the Business Book Awards um, on on the Monday. It was. How does how does one nominate themselves for that? Um, they. You have to fill out a really long, extensive form, um, which I did in a comedic fashion, thinking... Um, because there was, like, there's, there's so many entries and stuff, and I was thinking, yeah. I don't... I just haven't... Don't, I don't think I've got any chance at this at all. I don't think I... I, I think my yeah. the book is far too divisive. <laughs> um, and so I filled out... I, That's not why. I, I thought... I. <laughs> I thought I'd go, I'd go hard on the person. I, I, I started off the, um, the yeah. entry with "Come on, um, admit it. We all know business books are boring," um, and so, and it kind of led into that. Yes. And I'm just going to go, just constantly going. Um, if you hate this entry, you're absolutely going to hate the book. And and then I start making references to things. And say, if you don't, if you have never seen the Saturday Night Live sketch around "Don't Fear the Reaper." none of this last paragraph makes any sense to you. And it's just all stuff like that, which I was thinking, <laughs> I, it'll be quite funny to post this afterwards to say this is why I didn't get nominated, stuff like that. And then I did get nominated, which was a shock, um, which was good. So, of course, go along who, to who the Who are you against? Who are the big dogs in the category? Like, who the are the ones you like, in the oh, category. never going to The big dogs in the category Mr. were very... Motivators, li- like... Well, it was in sales and marketing, but it, they were very literal. There were things like make money make sales make what well, it's like make sales make profit or something make like that or, okay. or something like that um marketing strategy like really really literal in fact when i went to the awards everything that won had a really literal sensible name i think one of the ones was something like um uh like international finance or something like that it was it, you had to have a literal name to to win so of course, I've got to go along to this black tie event, which was on a Monday. Where was it? Uh, uh, it was uh, it was a <laughs> um, Trafalgar Square around there. So it was um, one of the one of the venues there. He said the most central venue in London, and I, I would say it it, it pretty much is. Um, so I went along to that, and I uh, totally forgot that the last time I wore a dinner jacket. Um, I barely got into it then, and so now oh, was like, okay. oh wow, oh. this is this is a whole new level. Um, and then I, I then I forgot I had any shoes. I didn't have any shoes. Did you have to get one um, of those those things that they put on in in planes for seat belts, like a an extender. <laughs> an extender. An extender. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. The, the, so the worst part was I didn't have any shoes because I remembered and do you know what the last time got, i wore my put on weight in your in your feet no 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 no, oh, no. Feet. have i told you this story about when i went to glyndebourne 
So literally, the last time... No. Well, I put my dinner jacket on, and I took... The, I, I put my hand in my pocket, and the ticket for Glyndebourne was in my ticket. was in my pocket. And I recalled that the pair of shoes that I had um, fell off my feet at Glyndebourne. Literally right at the end of right at the when we were walking out of the kind of the opera house bit, and they and like the oh, literally the soles of both feet fell off. I don't know whether because it was really warm and like the glue had come unstuck or stuck or whatever. But my shoes fell apart as I was walking, which everyone thought was fucking hilarious. But I just only I remembered the day before I'm supposed to go to an event that I don't have any black shoes anymore. Um, but. Of course, as I told you, I um, I broke or fractured my toe, something something that has left it really bruised. I was like, ah! Libby's like, well, you can't wear shoes if you've got a broken or fractured toe, so it's perfectly acceptable to wear trainers. So I'm like, perfect. So yeah, so I wore a oh. barely fitting dinner jacket and trainers to, uh, to, the, um, to the event. And um, I didn't win, so I didn't have to like embarrass myself going on stage. Um, but what was Thank really interesting... Thank God, imagine if you'd have lost to you. Imagine if you'd have lost that. <laughs> I you getting up. Like, how to start a cult, and they're like, yeah, that's kind of hippie vibes. <laughs> but it, that, must be an awards, that must be a weird award ceremony where... Because normally, if you go to an awards, you're in an industry. Yeah. And you're, you know a lot of the other people. You... Um, you might know the products. You've got an interest in actually elements of who's yeah. going, like which pair of trainers, or whereas this is just all individuals who are completely unconnected. It's yeah. who are all just doing it for their own kind of gratification. So no yeah, one yeah, gives absolutely. a shit in any way about any anyone else's category. No, 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 not at all. Exactly, that's it. That's exactly it. Like. Um... But there were, you know, there were some, there were some kind, kind of like big authors there and, and everything. So it was, it, it was, uh, it was, it was who the incredible. Who's the biggies? So Marianne Seacart was, um, Alan uh, Sugar. She, did she? No, Alan Sugar wasn't there. Alan, like Alan Sugar writes his own books. Could Richard you imagine, Branson. like, like, Elon like Musk. Richard Branson, right? Like Elon Musk writes. Elon Musk hasn't written any. I don't imagine that he writes anything. I think he just he probably barks at a personal assistant and, 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 just and she writes just it. tweets well he writes it yeah so um so yeah so it was fine it did although it there was a bit of controversy because you know like you always hear about someone how they hire a like racist comedian uh they did they hired a racist <laughs> comedian <laughs> is is that what come to this person come up when you google like racist comedian, please. <laughs> I am um, the racist, the racist comedian that gets you publicity after the event, so people hear about oh. your awards. It's, I mean, that would be that was, was it. A comedian it we'd know or you'd known? No, no, it was, it was, it was no one, no one that we'd we'd know. I'd never heard of it. It was like a, it, it was, it wasn't racist in the sense that he came out um, being outwardly racist. It was all the, I mean, it was pretty racist actually. Um, what he did is he. Um, I mean, it, it was pretty misogynist and pretty uh, homophobic as well. I mean, like he hit the big three there, um, uh, and so yeah, he How came out and guy? then started. Pump. How old was How this old guy? Was he? Is he like an old time? Yeah, is he in his sixties? I 60s? would say fifties. 
fifties, so okay. um, he would know that. Uh, but I don't know. He like you know, someone must have seen his act. Someone must have um, thought this guy is he is he racist or is he borderline? Is he like is he kind of you know? And it wasn't like a you know like Ricky Gervais where you he's like borderline and he'll say things that are yeah. a, a sexist way, but because you're in the know, then it. He's obviously, you know, he's he's using irony and stuff like that. It's not like borderline type stuff like that. This was just, oh, he's doing an impression of a, an African um, tribes person. Um, this is completely unacceptable. Um, like what? Wow. <laughs> like why did they? Why did they think that this was acceptable? It was so fucking awkward. What did the room um, do? The room kind of then it went from like sort of nervous laughter up to that point to the room just then totally ignoring him, um, of which like three or four people just shot up and went straight to the back and started complaining. So, and it all kind of then everyone wow. kind of just started leaving and everything. So, um, so yeah, it was. Uh, and did it was, the, it do was, you think the comedian picked up on that? He ploughed on. Um, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure he did. Um, but yeah, I didn't hang around. And after if you wanted that, to, live I, to, if you want to listen to our rival comedy uh, running podcast, they. Uh... <laughs> it wasn't Rob Deering, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Paul... uh, yeah, Paul running Thompson. commentary. <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting angle. They're often out but, you know, any, anything, anything to get the listeners, anything to get the attention. No, <laughs> so I just, I, I no, you know, I, you've never, I've never been part of. Um, one of those situations where someone a accidentally hires, hires a racist comedian, um, and then what happens? But like, as soon yeah. as we walk out, there were people complaining, like, you know, immediately, immediately. Like, it was, um, it wasn't one of those weirdly. I, I actually, kind of... I quite enjoy moments like that. I love it when, when things go wrong, or when there's. I love that social awkwardness and just seeing how people react to it. And, I think uh, people just. People yeah. like normally, I think. I think how people will react to it five, ten years ago is very different. Today, they just they don't part with shit straight away now. And the thing yeah. is, the audience there was like that was the thing. It was a really diverse audience as well. It like wasn't like oh, we're playing in a working men's club. We might be able to get away with some of this stuff. It was like a really diverse audience of which there were books about diversity and inclusion and you know a f- massive range. Are you know a, a, the big thing that they talked about was about increasing diversity. It was about um, uh, like equality, how equal in the number of male authors and female authors, and then you get someone who comes. And just undermines all of it. Uh, it was. Um, it, I, I feel. Can you name yeah. him? Can you name and shame? I want to Google this. Person. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what who he was or anything. Um, but I. I don't okay. know. It's just one of those situations where you just like, oh wow, this is, this is so, so painful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and did, and have you ever? Have you ever booked fellow... anyone? Have, have you? Because you must have booked loads of people. Have you ever booked anyone that turned out to be very, very different from when you first either saw their like their promo film or their previews or anything else like that? Not different, but you don't know the because a lot of the time with comedians you don't know how they'd be in a different environment, unscripted. So yeah. you might love a comedian who might be very, very funny and have like a really tight set or a really tight act or even come across as if they're, you know, ab-libbing and hilarious. But then put them in front of a TV audience 
or put them on the spot amongst other yeah. comedians or and it's a completely different dynamic so um yeah there's a couple there's there's two people in particular that I'd book I won't won't mention their names because they're still they're still quite successful uh comedians but they've they they kind of one of them froze and one of them just didn't work like their energy was too hyper and but you that's not all comedians are naturally funny like minute by minute right they kind of yeah. analyze they so um they're not like us you, and and even not like us exactly but i love because I, I also listen to adam buxton and he's he's full of uh, doubt about himself if he'll go on countdown or if he's on a, a panel show or he he almost freezes because it because he normally has he's with adam it's adam and joe or he's doing his conversations or he's got yeah. his props and so, yeah, you. But a stand-up comedian, stand-up, stand-up, like stand-up. Some might not, it might not work everywhere, with a different audience. But they must have booked him through an agency. Oh and yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be price, right? It's got to be. It's got to be. Gotta yeah, be that's the, the thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know and whether that's, that gets it's... feedback or if that's the end of the career or. Oh, well, I had to send out an email apologising for it. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, it's good to hold her hands up and they didn't kind of brush it under the carpet. They were just like, you know, this is like, we we made a real error with this one. Um, and we're really sorry. So yeah, he, good on um, them for doing that. And were you there with... Were you there with Libby? Were you sat on a table with your fellow nominees? Was it mixed up? Was it... Uh, people tended to sat, sit with the different um, publishing companies they were with. So um, so I went on my own. Ah. I do a lot of stuff on my own, which, it, which has happened quite a lot since having, you know, having children and everything else like that. Because either you can't get childcare or... Or whatever. So yeah. So go. I went to. The, I was going. Libby just Libby's doesn't like, want to be with it. <laughs> Libby's like, you're you're brave, and I'm like, is it is it brave to go to an awards on your own? And then I was thinking, actually, it is. Most people like go with a partner or or you know a, a team yeah. or something else like that. Um, Someone to yeah. say, no, you're not shit. They just <laughs> at least. Don't worry, don't worry, sweetheart. It's it, uh, they they just didn't get the book, did they? They didn't understand. Um, uh, and it how, was really interesting because uh, one of I still one think of the you're special, one, yeah. Oh, exactly, exactly. Okay. Oh yeah, you're a winner in my. That's the problem. It was a really, really sincere night. Like everyone was talking about, you know, regardless <laughs> of who wins, um, you know, you're all winners, yeah. and it's all about you know sincerity and about knowledge and things like that. And I was, and it, 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 that environment is just one of those ticket? ones where. Well, I'm like, Ugh. how much was the ticket? Two hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But you're just not too bad. Not, no, 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 not not too bad at all. But it's just like it's one of those ones where you're just like, oh, I'm like, oh, just I'd I'd love it if someone just said the majority of people in here are losers, uh, and that's just fact. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just because it's it is like, the how thing many, is, how many in here are self-published? it's all it's all um it's all inflated all inflated like egos and stuff isn't it because everyone you know you're you're, yeah. you're writing a bloody book and everything and so you know about essentially for your own purposes and so that's it isn't it um and, and so and one of my friends Stephen, who i think you met at the uh the dragon's den viewing he he's he's a ghostwriter and he says yeah. that's incredible because 
it's people that think they've got a story enough, but they can't write. And they come to you and are like, let me tell you about how fabulous I am or how wonderful <laughs> I am. And then you have and to you're like, I've got nothing. You've of... given me nothing. <laughs> well, it, it's often just super weird where they, for some reason, they think this thing in their head is this thing they've done or this part of their interests need to be catalogued. Well, and we get no that in publisher. running all the time. It's not... We get that running all the time. Like the amount, yeah. the amount of people that, that go, you go, oh, this story, you know what? I was really overweight and then I discovered running and I and I ran the MDS. You're like, what, where, where's the differentiator yeah. uh, of, of anything? Yeah. Like that story's like, I mean, your story is amazing. It's not book worthy amazing. Yeah. I mean, like go ahead and write your book about it and stuff, yeah. but it's not like get on the podcast uh, like differentiate it amazing like lots of you know and i'm not taking away from that but the, there has to be an yeah. angle there has to be an angle to it yeah 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 um so and did, was that a business expense 200 pounds write off yeah business write off of course of course yeah there yeah. you go there you go well before i'm doing a quick one today just because i i need to plan my wedding but we've got some news so Firstly, Rena McGregor's got a book out. Oh, yes. I know a lot of people will actually genuinely like. Normally, when someone's got a book out, you're like, oh yeah, 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 sure. You've you've run out of things to do, or you, you don't know how to. Do money, or, <laughs> That's whereas, exactly actually, what people think. You are bored. You do. It's either you're either going to yeah. launch a podcast or you're going to write a book. It's one or the other. You're trying to cash in in some way, and so. But Rini is someone who actually. You, she's the type of person that would have had requests and probably everyone yeah. who's listened to her are like, why isn't this in a book so I can actually go through the notes? And um, so her book, and I'll mention it just because I, I genuinely think um, it will be great. And just from reading it, it sounds really good. So more fuel you. Um, understand your body and how to fuel your adventures. So as you'd imagine, it's basically her talking about how to fuel for different sports we know her f- through her work with the GB tw- 24 hour team, but actually she's worked with, I think the British ballet and various things. And she also talks through the other elements where she talks about, um, menopause. She talks about training on reds, uh, metal strike cycle. So go and buy that book, people go and buy that book. It will be great. Um, I've read the synopsis and it's, well, kind of what you'd expect from reading, just informed, knowledgeable. Um, but have you seen the 48-hour world record is gone? No. Who took it? Patricia Beresnovska broke the record. This was the one that actually was um, Camille always had in her sights oh, to okay. try and get the overall record. Yeah. And has yet to really, I think, yet to have enough of a, period of not being injured or not kind of having issues in races so um yeah she how, how far do you think she ran oh i don't know fucking hell i haven't got a clue <laughs> i don't know i haven't got a clue can't even make an a, a educated guess 48 hours no idea uh, what was the previous record 400 kilometers 400 what was that so what did you do? the previous record was the previous record was 397 kilometers Upped it to four. Fucking hell! So six three kilometers, three kilometers more in that period of time. Fucking hell! 
Yeah. 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 And I don't. The thing is, I don't know. It's fair play to her. Yeah. I mean, just like I don't know. It's really. It's just really difficult to comprehend. That's all. Yeah. 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 And especially because. I imagine those last hours it's just are you still are you still moving or not uh, <laughs> are you moving the whole time and 48 hours is probably that distance where you can do it without sleep but should yeah. you um and she yeah. apparently officially broken it in 2018 but it was never ratified imagine that you you run over 400 kilometers and then they're like nah sorry so she holds the the record for badwater and spartathlon She's oh okay Sounds pretty amazing. We should get her on, actually. My my question, though, is I'm not sure how her English is, because looking at her Instagram, um, I don't think... I get the sense that she, her English might not be that great. And that's the thing, as soon as you have someone who's not English-speaking, the articles are tiny, because no one interviews them. And so yeah. you don't... You just get... They've run this time, and they don't know anything about them because they can't do their research very well in a foreign language so Patricia is congratulations if anyone knows if Patricia can speak good enough English to come on the podcast let us know because we'd why love can't we to just, uh... why can't we wing it why can't we wing it with Google Translate like like Hardest Geezer <laughs> <Indeed>. did <laughs> yeah that's yeah. what it's there or for just, we don't even need don't even need to get Patricia then do we we just get anyone just to come on, and uh, we could get your racist comedian to come on and do his impression of of what a Polish. That's a your racist comedian. <laughs> it's like possession of a racist comedian. It's not my racist comedian. He was the racist comedian at the event I went to. I mean, let's think about it. I haven't got a band for the wedding. This guy's not working again. <laughs> he's not. He's going to need work now. Yeah. Perfect, right? <laughs> Who knew? Who knew you were going to find the act that was going to make the difference? <laughs> but I've got um, a Wainwright's John Kelly. Have we talked about this John Kelly breaking the Wainwrights? That was a while back, but we didn't talk about it. It feels week. like we've talked about um, it because there's been lots of talk about it. But I, I, um, I'm not 100 percent sure that we have talked about it. Yeah, I mean, he he smashed it out and. That's the thing with with some of these records, it's been broken several times, and then you know John Kelly's obviously tremendous. And then John Kelly does it, and he took or Damien Hall. Yeah, John. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just takes a massive so chunk da- out of it. So I think da- he might is, is, t- maintain. Is Damien doing? Is Damien doing it next week with a with a, with some shopping uh, shopping bags or something just to just to wind John Kelly up? Well, I think he could have done. He could do because John's. Um, I think has John left the country now? He's John is almost imminently moving, leaving the country. Um, I've got something in my diary that clashes where he was planning on doing like an ultra between a few pubs as his kind of farewell that anyone can go and join. So if you're free for that, if it's not happened, go and do it. But yeah, uh, he's leaving soon, so leaving the door open for Demo. So he's going to return back to um, back to the states. But when we were speaking to when we spoke to the last Wayne, the the previous Wainwrights hold, holder, whose name escapes me, apologies, apologies, lovely gentleman. And oh. he, at the time, he was very humbly saying, yeah, Paul, Paul Tierney. Paul Tierney, yeah. Um, 
he was saying very humbly like well you know I've got it but it's it's not that great and then I think Sabrina broke it and then someone <laughs> broke it and um, and and that's the thing you there are the with these FKTs a lot of them are out there and not that robust um, whereas this one given we've had what four changes in the last two three years yeah. lockdown's hopefully over is this one going to last the test of time is this and there's an element of if you look at this as a, as an athlete you've got to be you've really got to want it now because previously I think people just thought yeah yeah I reckon I could do that I could beat that whereas to beat let's what what I've got a Strava because yeah there's, there's, there's certain there's, there's, if you were sensible you'd have done an FKT of a route that no one gives a shit about because no one yeah. because if it's there for the taking which is every FKT by the way which is every <laughs> FKT <laughs> But there are, I imagine there are some big ones that are there for the taking because people just haven't, haven't really thought about what they, you know, what it's like, I suppose it's the Monarch's Way situation, isn't it? You know, I'm sure yeah. someone could take yeah, that yeah. FKT off, off LSE, but who wants to? Who really, who well, I wants to? I think Vic Owens has got it now. Vic Owens did it barefoot. I think she's got the... I don't know. Oh, she got the FKT. But yeah. What, in the same, but yeah, but, he, but yeah, yeah. It, he has his unsupported though, doesn't he? He has an unsupported FKT. I think Urs was supported, so it is different. Yeah. Uh, okay. He managed to find a way that no one can ever... <laughs> there's, oh, there's John. all these rules about it. Oh, winter FKT. Oh, uh, I'm ginger and I've done the FKT, so I'm at a disadvantage. <laughs> uh, you know, there's probably loads of different FKT rules that, that only if you're fully, fully uh, within the FKT bubble that you you kind of can come up with so that every every record stands for some reason yeah 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 yeah. um but he's put it on strava which is great to see it's actually quite a pretty thing to look at um when you're taking the enormity of it so he did 132 hours which is what five and a bit days not that wow less than six days so i think he took two days off it when you think how many days that was already like that it's an insane amount he's taken off insane um and what what i also quite like it there's some he's got some crowns some strava segments where he's taken the record um oh no personal record but yeah he's, he's like fifth overall in some segments and you think that is not bad going when you're racing for 132 hours and you're still top 10 yeah. of, uh, of all the Wainwrights so yeah. congratulations, so, yes, John. Ins- insane natural talent and insane training, which I feel is cheating somehow. Uh, so, yeah. but well done, well done, John. And then other news as well. Have you? This is this has been a while back, but have you seen about the UK athletics? Um, and they had the back and forth about the anniversary games, July the thirteenth. No, no, I've not. What's the, what's the anniversary so the, games? The Olymp- so during the anniversary games, it's, it's it's this weird legacy where it's such a fast the Olympics, really, in many ways. The bidding process, you know, the country, the legacy supposedly is all about legacy. In London, the legacy really has been the, the dirtiest Olympics of all time, and loads of medals for us, which is great. Don't know if that's linked, um, but <laughs> the that. 
they were talking. The whole thing was about you know re- regenerating East London, Stratford. Yeah. So the anniversary games. The idea was every year they would have a games where yeah. they get loads of great runners from around the world to compete against young British and British athletes to inspire people. Yada yada yada. But the real, I hadn't realised the 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 the. The deal for the stadium was insane. So, firstly, it costs three million pounds to move the seats within the stadium to change it from a football pitch into a track. Three million pounds. So, the anniversary games cost three hundred million pounds just that, and previously. They'd been um, they'd put on loads of gigs, so we went to see ACDC there, and um, and that's how they claw back some of that money. So it wasn't going to cost three three million pounds, but yeah. because of COVID, they're saying there's been the, the knock on effect of gigs rolling over, things being cancelled. Um, it was going to cost them three million pounds to put these games on for this legacy, um, and so the. Uh, the London Development, London Legacy Development Authority um, made a request to move the event to an alternative venue um, so that they don't have to pay this money. And UK Athletics negotiated a £2 million payoff to move the anniversary games from London Stadium. But what I hadn't realised is, so West Ham ended up moving in and there was this yeah. whole question mark where at the time I think Boris was desperate to make out as London Mayor you know, this is great. We've managed to... The stadium's going to be used for all these things. Positive, positive, positive. Yeah. And West Ham were allowed to sell their own ground to developers, keep all the money, and in return, they got a 99-year lease for £15 million. But by the time the costs plus the conversion, the value of it was about £700 million. So they would they would charge two point five million per year as rental. Uh, Honest, so that yeah. So West Ham basically got a seven hundred million pound stadium for about fifteen million. Yeah, then I remember the the, uh, the, games. the West Ham for a long period even would chant you know had chants about it about how they basically you know got the stadium for nothing and thanks everyone for paying for it and I remember that like there was there was this whole thing like West Ham were just going up. Oh, Thanks, London. That's just incredible. Yeah, and and that's the thing. The and and it, the, the legacy was the leg. You know, the anniversary games was one of the big things in there, and now that's not there. So UK Athletics are kind of having to find a new home for it. Potentially, will it come back? Will it not? Um, so, just a complete farce from stop from start to finish, really. But also one of those things where. It's worth remembering in years to come that when we remember how good London was, and actually it was amazing, that it even the stadium alone has cost seven hundred million too. So ten pounds of every person. You could have a tenner in your pocket just from that stadium alone. And instead you personally have given ten pounds to West Ham. <laughs> just given it to them. Scuzzy West Ham. Rack and bone men. Oh, I think West Ham are all right. I would, I prefer to give it West Ham than Spurs. Yeah. 
I'm glad it went to West Ham. I'm glad Spurs have to spend huge amounts of money. Yeah, I don't know but why. that's because you're xenophobic, why. isn't it? Because yeah. <laughs> I'm xenophobic. What? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, if it wasn't, if it wasn't well, for the Olympics, oh. if it wasn't for the Olympics, it, w- it wouldn't have that bizarrely complicated. Uh, was it that bizarrely complicated 10k that goes around the um, the Olympic Village? which has provided us yeah. with a huge amount of enjoyment uh, over the years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm going to go and plan a wedding, but do as apologies about the next few weeks. We are having a few issues with changing to a new technology that sadly looks like it's cut out half of an incredible interview with Stephanie, Stephanie Case. Um, and we're going to try and figure out if we can retrieve it or not. But we may be... Intermittent, we're intermittent with some of our episodes and they may be jumping around in quality as well so oh and one thing I did I did promise I'd read out for a friend of mine um, a, a little bit of a plug so have you heard of the app Canopy uh, I have heard of it but that's only because you told me about it but it sounds good oh it, oh, good, good. The word's getting out already. So yeah. this is the this is the blurb my friend Annie has messaged. She said it's Mental Health Awareness Month, and I'm excited to announce a partnership with maternal mental health app Canopy to offer free access for the month of May. Canopy th- supports expecting mothers and new parents with their well-being, regardless of how they're feeling, by offering a personalised, evidence-based therapeutical techniques that can help build resilience, improve well-being, and soothe anxious minds. Within the app, you'll find sections that cover common challenges like bonding managing relationships breastfeeding feeling low guilty self-criticism and loss of identity you'll also hear stories from other parents sharing their experiences so just download the app it's canopy c-a-n-o-p-i-e and for free access just use the code b-r-u sorry b-b-r-u-22 b-b-r-u-22 what's the u for do you think Hmm. So yeah, there you go. Um, have if you're a mum, an expectant mum, a recent mum, a parent, download it, and uh, you've got a month to to just help you with the struggle, basically. Although you probably not listen to podcasts, are you? You probably just need deep poos. But there you go. It's in the Facebook group. <laughs> it's the same as listening and, to uh, this podcast again. <laughs> true, true, true. Well, do better. If there's any guests you'd like us to interview, then message me. We've got some. Very good ones have come in recently, so I'm lining them up. Um, we've got Toughest Geezer coming up in a few weeks, and Judith Weeder probably out next week or just out, who's five times world orienteering champion. We find out everything you ever wanted to know about orienteering and a little bit more. Anything to throw into the mix, JD? Yeah, I'd say if you want to join the conversation, head over to Facebook, type in Bad Boy Running Podcast, answer three questions, and join the conversation there. If you want to buy BBR merch, head to store.badboyrunning.com and purchase yourself a nice little, well, I would say nice, purchase yourself a T-shirt or vest. Thanks for listening, guys. Please do rate and review all that jazz, and we will see you next time. See you later. Bye 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 bye
Fuck you, buddy. 